Psycho Steve presents. Hey guys and girls and everything in between, it's your favorite radio personality, podcasting pal, Psycho Steve on Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow. Today we have a very special guest. I'm very fortunate and blessed to have Mr. Jesse Blaze Snyder. So good hey. afternoon. Good evening. How's good morning. How are Hair you? Today, Gone Tomorrow. That is kind of a really perfect title for your show, right? Yeah, it's it's like, I lost my hair in the divorce. So. It's, well, it's been the bane of my existence, like sort of like... You know, coming into the spotlight for a second, but not being very good at like capitalizing on my successes. I'm you should. Pressing my advantage. Absolutely, you should. Though I should have, have amassed like an insane fan-like collection by now, but I've been like just terrible at collecting my fans over the years and stuff. And it's so funny. One day I'll finally get them all together. You know, back on MTV Two. When I was doing, um, you know, blazed right before after the fire, when my when my drummer died, um, you know, I was going through a really rough time after Chris passed away, and um, I was pretty depressed. And I was dealing with lots of people who were depressed, and you know, I've had like so many people like reach out to me and like, "What are you doing?" And you helped me not commit suicide, and blah blah blah. Like, and I was just like, I would love to be able to reach out to those people and let them know when I'm doing anything, and I'm still just not organized enough. One day I'll get my shit together. <laughs> well, why not we just tell people that you are there for them. And basically, this is a blanket statement to all your fans that once you do have your shit together, then <laughs> you're there for them as you have well, been uh, musically you know, you and know, everything else. I, Psycho Steve has been a fan since the Baptized by Fire day, so he knows some people know Baptized by Fire from commercials, Toyota and Fox is using it and um, freaking, uh, what is it? The Movie Crypt, uh, which is a really popular podcast. It's their theme song, uh, Juggernaut, our, like, you know, our main song. And, um, you know, I took my cue from my dad and Jim Henson. And uh, both of those people um, are here to save everybody. Uh, they see that um, that we're dealing with stuff and people are putting unreasonable expectations and everything else and that we need to all relax. And, uh, and you know, Dee Snyder was here to empower you. And, um, and he really backed his shit up, you know, when he went to just Washington and fought the PMRC. You know, he was the only one singled out by the PMRC Right. Or having bad content in his lyrics or whatever. And his music was empowering and he was there to empower and he went and he, uh, you know, made them look like fools. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's the reason why he's a rock star and he's still a rock star and he's still around. And, uh, you know, I see people kind of talk crap all the time. Oh, D. Snyder compared to like a Gene Simmons or a, uh, an Ozzy Osbourne, you know, they say his, his catalog on his big. Well, you guys just haven't listened to his full catalog. D. Snyder is one of the most incredible songwriters on the planet. Very, very consistent and great. And, uh, you know, I just watched him fight for people and uh, fight to, you know, free people. And uh, I watched The Muppet Show, which really was like, you know, uh, a schooling in all different types of music. And, um, you know, what Jim was trying to do, um, you know, change the world through ideas. And uh, I was really inspired by that, too. And for me, you know, comic books and 
And, uh, you know, that was just when I looked around, that was what inspired me the most. And that was what I wanted to connect into. You know, there was something larger than life about these superheroes and them saving the world. And I wanted to save the world. And um, that seemed at least existentially like where I wanted to be. So, you know, now I, I you know, I started out, you know, with my own band, you know, my, my band Baptist by Fire and, you know, writing comics for Marvel and DC and uh, Disney Pixar and the Muppets and whatever I could get my hands on. And, um, you know, and then I just kind of like, I felt a little dissatisfied with the system that we have. And uh, I went uh, underground and I started like producing a shitload of different types of things for myself. Just to kind of prove to myself that I could make anything because I knew I could. And um, and I have been and I've been getting like placements on ESPN and NASCAR and Monday Night Football and college football. And, uh, you know, it's been really cool. Um, but it's been like way more like behind the scenes and, and low key. And, uh, you know, this year I just kind of set out to to finally like push a couple of the different projects I've been working on like Black Lake District which is my first music comic book project it's got a basically an album a six track album uh, Black Lake District and then we did a six issue comic which is like they're really small issues but they're each little music videos for the comic books um, and it's some of the biggest comic book artists you know, some of my favorite people and uh, new people that look incredible and uh, we had tons of critical acclaim and uh, it was really cool came up through Image and then this year we set out to do this King of Kings graphic novel, um, which unfortunately I had a fire and I couldn't finish producing it at the time. So at the time I decided to do an Indiegogo and um, as we put together the whole Indiegogo thing, we ended up doing this, putting together this concert, uh, which we're doing on the 21st uh, of July at uh, the Whiskey Go-Go. Uh, so uh, come on down if you get down a little early, uh, if get like seven o'clock, we're doing meet and greet and then eight o'clock, uh, you know, doors open and uh, we're, we're going to be listening to for the love of metal for the first time uh, like a week early from 8.15 to like 9.30 or something like that and then uh, it's a big show uh, lots of uh, lots of cool things uh, Black Light District pre-show with all the animated comic book videos that we did for that album that I did then, now, did uh, you do any Island. of the artwork no, I don't do. Well, I started out as an artist, right. um, but I I switched gears. I had an art teacher in high school that that kind of like I like I switched to high schools and I was in all advanced art programs and I was actually planning on going like away to school to like Savannah Georgia Art Institute uh, and a couple others because I wanted to draw comics and um, and then when I moved I had like an art teacher who basically wanted me to start from scratch uh, and which really frustrated me and I shifted my energy into computer art and into um, into um, what do you call it uh, writing and uh, I had an incredible writing teacher Mrs. Krinsky uh, independent art for publication, basically everything that we wrote was submitted for for things uh, in um, you know throughout the, you know the country and sometimes the world. And I won award after award after award and like acknowledgement and you know runner up and my my one act play was performed by the school and really well reviewed as the best play in the in the thing. My uh, you know I was in News Newsday um, the Fresh Voices column um, with uh, an article about you know the end of the world end of the world predictions the end of the, the end is near dot 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 any minute now um, wow. you know and I was like you know published as as a poet published as a lyricist published all over the place in different little publications uh, across the board and then um, I decided because my sister was only I was like what 17 18 my sister was only like three and my dad told me that basically if I left and went away to college that she would grow up not really knowing me very well 
because I would be like gone most of the time and that right. kind of freaked me out so I decided to stay home and uh, I went to college at CW Post um, for broadcasting ultimately but I, I was like I wrote for the newspaper I did an eight page pull out every week I was the A&E editor uh, I was the I was on the radio station doing you know multiple shows I was on the television station doing multiple shows and I, I originally went to CW Post to play football um, I later went on to play for the Brooklyn Mariners uh, semi-pro and I'm a national champion semi-pro football player uh, thanks to uh, that great team, um, but um, but uh, I went there, you know, to do all these things, and I I basically only went for like two years before I was hired by MTV, and um, and that was it. And I was kind of like off the races. Everything seemed like it was kind of coming up, Jesse. You know, me and my band were like going strong or whatever, and uh, and then my drummer died. <laughs> wow. And then uh, you know, it's so funny, like you know, so much can be before you, and then others everything just kind of like, you know, gets in the way. But uh, it's funny, uh, I recently retaught myself Photoshop and all of the art that we did for King of Kings, not art, but all of the like images. Right. Um, I did 95, 99% of the Photoshop images for all of our all of our promotion for King of Kings. And generally they look pretty good. <laughs> I did pretty good. That's job. awesome. <laughs> so, so I've been like back and I mean, I draw, I draw in my notebook and stuff. I love it. Right. I love art and I love, uh, I love craftsmen. I'm a toy guy and a uh, comic book guy. And, you know, somebody who can give me a world that is uniquely their own, you know, with all the shapes, you know, match up in a consistent, you know, art style, you know, just, just somebody like Art Adams or Nick Bradshaw, you know, there's a slightly similar, similar style, but those guys really just like speak to me. You know, Jason Pearson did uh, our book, um, our Blacklight District, uh, one of our comic books. And, uh, you know, he's another one, you know, just like his art just takes on a, a, a life. And, um, you know, and the Four Horsemen, who are some of the biggest toy sculptors, um, you know, oh my God, you know, in the freaking Renaissance, they would be revered as Da Vinci and, you know, and, 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 but now they're toy sculptors, but they're bringing to life these incredible, incredible things. And I mean, uh, you know, Four Horsemen Studios now with their uh, freedom of their Mythic Legions line, they've been like, you know, even more prolific, they able to just do whatever they want. And it's, it's wonderful. They're just such great artists. And uh, I have a grand appreciation. I've gotten into, you know, I host like a lot of convention panels and things like that, you know, conventions as a writer. It's difficult to go to these cons it's weird. I'm an artist, you know, really just, it's, I had a hard time saying that when I was a kid, but uh, I am like as true blue an artist as you can get. And I really just like, don't, <laughs> I like to be of service. You know, my artist was to be of service and like, I hate selling myself and like, you know, sitting at a table selling books, you know, it just never felt good to me. So uh, I always just tried to kind of like have a service to do when I would go to the convention. So I would try to either, uh, you know, be hosting panels or I had a charity thing that I was kind of doing, like not a charity thing, but just kind of like a free time. I've got a charity thing that I'm working on right now. Um, but where I was like, basically we did these, I don't know shit about panels. I don't know shit about comics panels where um, <laughs> we would just, you know, you're new to comics, like there's no stupid questions. Ask us whatever you want. We know about comics and, you know, just trying to be like a friendly face, um, you know, out there. And, uh, you know, now I'm like trying to put together something larger so we can like do a printing of our books because we've got all these great original books and CDs and go out there with like, you know, headphones so people can listen and do the experiences. And uh, I'm setting still, I'm setting up uh, this uh, charity thing that I, I'm putting together uh, for the comics world to try to bring together all the like-minded people like me who are inspired by Superman and Captain America and want to make the world a better place and just try to say, hey, what can we 
do with all this good energy? You know, what would Superman do? Um, and, what, uh, uh, what charity are you donating the proceeds to? Uh, well, it's not going to be a proceeds-oriented charity. Basically, it's going to be a um, uh, you know we're going to it's going to be an idea sort of thing. It's going to be like uh, a gang. I want to form like a goodwill gang across the nation uh, where we uh, try to see who we have. You know what what geeks are there. You know what resources are, are available to us, and then see well this is what we have. Where do we think it's best to apply our um, our energy? Can we help the homeless? Should we leave the convention hall? right now as soon as this uh, meeting is done and pick up all of the garbage outside you know like you wow. know, wh- what can we what can we directly do to to make the world a better place and right. um you know not like fight i don't want to freaking talk about gun issues i don't want to i don't want to talk about anything that's like controversial I, there's tons and tons and tons and tons of things that we can all agree on you know we need clean water and 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 people shouldn't be starving and you know I just want to focus on those things because I think, you know, that's what, you know, Superman, Wonder Woman and Batman, they all come from different uh, backgrounds and they don't get together and talk about abortion. You know, I'm sure they have (laughs) different views on that issue. But, um, you know, Wonder Woman is probably very pro-choice. I mean, very pro-life, you know, and Batman's probably very pro-choice. Um, you know, as Batman's been in the alleys and he's seen back or alley abortions and Wonder Woman's got an ideal, you know, and Superman's probably like, I don't want to judge anybody, you know, and that's the case, you know, like, there we go. Three people who are like, well, we don't have to talk about that. Let's just stop the world from ending. <laughs> Let's just clean the water and make sure the animals are okay and, uh, you know, and, and watch out for the air. And, you know, there are things that we can all agree on and we can all get behind. And I think that uh, that's what the superheroes would do if they were real. And I think the people inspired by the superheroes should get together and do that. So uh, so that's kind of my hope for it. And awesome. uh, and, at, and at the same time, it'll still be a little bit of that, like, I don't know, shit about comics thing. Like, you know, if you're new to comics, you know, come on down and, uh, and uh, feel free to uh, stay after and talk comics with the, the people who love them. Right on. So let's talk about your music and the show that KLOS 95.5 and you and Vitaly Entertainment put together. It's called King of Kings. It's going to be at the Whiskey A Go Go on the 21st of July. You yep. said it starts at an open door open at 8, but yep, you guys are going to be it. there at 7. Yeah, Doors of Day, we'll be doing a meet and greet at 7. I think it's like a $25 ticket upgrade if you want to jump in um, into the uh, to the meet and greet, although, you know, at a certain point, we'll have to cut it off. Um, right. So, uh, you know, so you might want to get there early. Um, and you're performing yeah. with quite a few bands? Or well, there's, so what's going on? I've got, what, what I've been doing, you know, I'm a, I've become a, a solo artist, you know, because right. of just necessity, although I'm working on a, a really interesting uh, band project because that's just more my that's more my speed but uh you know i've just been working with different producers and different people and producing my own music uh, for a while um but um what i did was uh, i hooked up with a band that i really liked uh, a metal band called fall silence um their frontman walters incredible vocalist um you know the, 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 whole, the whole band is awesome Corey england the guitar players is fucking incredible um and uh, they're just really great guys great musicians like-minded and we just 
decided to basically like do shows together where you know they can play and then uh, and then we'll do my set you know and we can play together and usually I always like to make a big deal about Walter because he's such a great guy you know like I kind of expected Walter would just be like all right I'll hang backstage while you guys you know do the thing you know or whatever and Walter's like no man I'll play rhythm and I'll sing backups <laughs> you know and I'm like oh you're amazing you know like you, awesome. you have an ego yeah so he's just such an awesome dude so we always I always try to make sure we bring Walter out you know uh, you know out front you just sing usually we do Highway to Hell which that night we can do with everybody that we got down which I'll about to get to in a second uh, but um, but me and Walter are going to do uh, Rebel Yell that night so anyway right. Fall of Silence is like my friends and um, and they've uh, you know been kind enough to learn my set so that we can do shows together and uh, you know and, and and basically I'll be like hey man I got an opportunity for you guys and they'll be like hey man we got an opportunity for you and I'm like alright cool and uh, and then we go and we rock out so right. um, it's been a really great uh, you know symbiotic relationship and um, they're um, you know opening that night uh, after the Blacklight District pre-show, which is going to be um, like I said, it's a really it's a whole event. You know, originally it was done; it's been done to promote my comic book King of Kings. All the money that we're um, uh, making is going to um, the uh, the King of Kings um, uh, comic book, which, um, like I said, I was doing on Indiegogo. I ended up canceling it uh, last minute, um, not last minute, but we, we I realized that. I I didn't want to do it that way. I never wanted to do it that way. And I sort of just like, I did it that way out of necessity. And I was like halfway through doing it. And I was like, I hate this. I was like, I was just cause I realized the only way I could do it was like to go harass all my friends and my fans and my family like directly and be like, go put money in this account. And I was just like, Oh, feels so dirty. Oh, it made me want to throw up. So I was just like, oh, fuck this. Um, we're canceling the Indiegogo. I'm like, we're going to do the concert. The concert will pay for all the little things that I laid out for the Indiegogo. I said, and I'm going to go tour conventions with like the first issue of this book. And we'll, we'll do this like the freaking boots on the ground way. So, um, so this is kind of kicking off our comic, you know, for us. And the really cool thing about the comic and the, um, the, the event is that the, the comic book is about religious figures in a battle of the bands to determine the king of kings. And basically wow. it's about that the king of kings, the reigning king of kings is Jesus, you know, and he's been, uh, you know, kind of reigning over us, uh, you know, for, for a while. And unfortunately, the way that Jesus became the reigning king of kings was through beating the shit out of the other religions. <laughs> and, um, and Odin and the gods of rock, the Norse band, they have a little bit of a bone to pick with Jesus about the northern crusades. Granted, Jesus didn't do the Northern Crusades. Jesus never would have fucking signed off on the Northern Crusades. It's so ridiculous the things that have been done in Jesus' name. And really, that's what the book's about. The ridiculous things that have been done in the names of all these people. Um, you know, and uh, it's a comedy. It's uh, very much in line with like sort of like a Monty Python, Life of Brian you know, style awesome. after Terry Gilliam's, um, you know, uh, uh, animation. And, um, and we, in bringing it to life on the first page, we started writing um, the gods of rock in the past playing this epic Viking battle and they're playing their song and basically like like basically like the gods are there at the war <laughs> playing their song. And as we started like messing with it, I, I said to my co-writer Mark Colton, I said, dude, can I like write this for real? And he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm like, you know, like I write songs. Like, can I write a real song for us? Like for the opening and like, maybe we can record it one day. And he was like, yeah, that'd be freaking great. So I was like, all right, cool. So I go and I like come up with this great idea called fight to the death. 
because basically, you know, the Norse thought it's supposed to be like, if you don't die fighting, then you don't go to Valhalla. Granted, the, me- the real meaning of that is if you don't go down fighting for what you believe in and pushing for a better way, that, you know, that you, know, that you, have, to, you have to die um, striving for your ideals. Um, right. You know, you don't have to die fighting. You know, uh, Odin was a very wise guy. You know, but but you know, it's been translated to die fighting. You know, um, so fight to the death. You know, and it was sort of like I'm like, oh man, it's like a perfect Motorhead kind of song, nice. which is what the basic reference for our trio in the book is. Odin and the Gods of Rock. Odin is Lemmy. Um, the guitar player is a little bit based more on like a Zach Wild with his gnarly beard. He's like a closet homosexual. <laughs> uh, and then Loki is uh, is like a misfits kind of Ringo Starr geek drummer. Um, he's this, you know, mischief maker. But they're this little three-piece motorhead band. And at the time, I was working with this great producer, Freddie Scott. And um, he and I both have a, a, a pension for comedy and comedy songs. And we laugh so much when we record and I was just like yo dude I wrote this insane thing I'm like well, you want to record it with me and then like as I started actually recording this song and putting the whole thing together I realized like I've got a father and son band with Thor and Odin I'm like hmm. my, me and my dad are singers I'm like I should have him sing as Odin and me sing as Thor I'm like that'd be so fucking cool now is you know, this the like, first time you guys have collaborated together we actually collaborated, I, I think our first time, well, actually now, going back first time, first time, he did some background vocals, like when I was 11 on something that my, my aunt did, and, uh, and then maybe a little bit of background vocals on um, uh, some high stuff that I couldn't hit at the time on Go With Me. And it's funny because la- later I did another recording, Go With Me, and I hit the stuff that I needed him to hit at the time because I'd been like uh, really studying um, my vocals and uh, my range yeah. increased huge. So, uh, and then we did a song called Joint is Jumping on Vida's uh, Broadway uh, CD, which is actually really cool. The whole CD is really cool. If you haven't given that thing a chance, it's just sort of like funny. You know, like it's awesome. It's, it's really, it's like, a, it's just like a comedy record in that you're so surprised hearing these right. songs done the way they're done. But some of them are just like, holy crap, this ain't funny. Like um, the the demon barber of Fleet Street. What is it? Uh, the Ballad of Sweeney Todd. Oh, my God. That's a heavy song. Right. So demon bubble. <laughs> if you haven't listened to the Dino's Broadway TV, it's really like, it's some entertainment there. That's awesome. Uh, I highly recommend it. Me and, my, me and my dad do The Joint is Jumping, which is uh, a cool tip. Um, but um, but yeah, so so but and, and actually we recorded we 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 performed that song a couple times together or once once or twice together, which was cool. Um, but um, but uh, this was like um, this was really cool because I mean this was like you know us just get to put on I don't know I, I like I wrote something that was really just in the pocket for him to just destroy and uh, and I did a pretty good job on, uh, on my part um, you know just just hitting the style that we really wanted and um, I made it you know as a promotional song for this comic you know just because it had a music route to it and everything and I, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do with it but then I submitted it to the USA songwriting competition 21st annual uh, and we won Awesome. Uh, we won the humor category and we won third prize overall, um, which had never happened with a humor song before um, for um, Fight to the Death. 
so when I was doing the Indiegogo originally, we're like, well, we got to get together and we got to sing the song live for the first time. So, you know, cause me and my dad, we sang it, you know, months apart. You know, I, I sang like a demo so he could hear. And then like he sang and then like I filled in the blanks and you know, whatever else. Um, so, I mean, we never got to sing it together, even though it sounds like we did. So the big like culmination of the night for us is just going to be getting to sing that song together and do our, uh, our duet for real and, um, you know, and do the, um, you know, do that. But um, it's going to be this incredible night. So, I mean, like we've got the listening party for the love of metal a week in advance. You get to hear the whole album. It's really great. <laughs> really, really great. If you're disappointed in the last album, you'll be really, 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 really surprised and excited by this one it is hard as shit um then um we've got this black light district pre-show um which is just gonna be kind of a cool light show and video show with the with the music from black light district thing um fall silence will then go play for like 40 minutes whatever fall silence killer metal band some of their new stuff is like their best stuff they've done yet um and uh, they're doing some cool covers as well and then um the main show is going to start um main show we've got a whole bunch of guests uh we've got um my friend um uh cherokee fortunes coming down uh singing a bunch of songs my friend ira black um ira played in docking did he not yeah, Ira's playing with Dokken right now. He's playing with uh, I Am Morbid. He's playing, uh, you know, he used to be in Metal Church. Right. Ira's one of my best friends. Um, and, um, you know, we've got a, a really cool, you know, night of just like covers and, uh, you know, and, and, and some originals. But it's just going to be a lot of fun. Lots of guests. We're doing like, I'm trying to think, we're doing Personal Jesus by Manson. We're doing Bad Habit by The Offspring. We're doing uh, Prisoner of Society by The Living End. We're doing Cowboys from Hell by... Uh, Pantera, Ace of Spades by Motorhead, Black Sunshine by White Zombie. Please tell um, me they're going to video this and we can see this on YouTube because we're East Coast here. So we'll I be able to watch it. I, I was going to secretly maybe try to figure out how to live stream it, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to promote that too much because okay. I want people to come to the show. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and like just tons more. What is it? Highway to Hell, uh, we're going to do with everybody at the end of the night. We're doing like a, a truet, a, 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 not a duet, a truet. I don't know what you, what you call it. Uh, me, Cherokee Fortune, and my friend Addie, who's coming down to do uh, backup vocals for us. We're going to do um, Heaven Knows by The Pretty Reckless. Wow. Uh, no Rest for the Wicked by KZ Elephant. Um Yes, much more. It's like a two-hour show. It's, it's insane. Just like tons of tons of guests and um, and tons of fun. It's uh, it really just like just became this like insane uh, you know night of music. Oh, and oh, that's really cool. Then uh, you know we got uh, you know my my buddy Jamie Jasta produced uh, and uh, you know co-wrote the uh, the album uh, for the love of metal and. Um, uh, he's a you know, lead singer of Hatebreed. He used to host yeah. um, Head, Headbangers Ball. He and I have known each other a really long time. He's such a sweetheart. So, uh, you know, when he heard about the concert, he was like, make it a listening party um, for Love of Metal. Cause, and that was what I was thinking, too, like in terms of like, I knew his album was coming out. I figured it'd be a good timing. So he was like, great timing, you know, add in this. And then after we turned it into the listening party, my dad was like, hey, if you want to, it's a little last minute, but if you want to learn one of the three singles. So I picked the one I wanted to hear the most, that song, Tomorrow's No Concern. I love that song. Right. And um, so uh, so we're going to do that one. We're not going to take it. Uh, I want to rock. 
flight to the death and uh, and then highway to hell wow hmm. so it's gonna be a fucking fun night and um, and uh, really like an event uh, something to uh, to enjoy it should be a really good night good energy um, you know Freddie Scott my producer who co-wrote Fight to the Death with me he's coming out to sing that, uh, play that and a whole bunch of songs he wrote with me as well and it's, it's gonna be and then where can we get this, this album of yours is it going to be launched like on iTunes or anywhere we can buy it or download it legally? Is you know you bust your ass on this album? We want to play it. You have one homework assignment. Okay. Go to www.blacklightdistrict.co.co. Okay. It's all free. Six songs, six comic books. Takes about twenty-two minutes. Sit there read them and listen it's a psychedelic experience because okay. it connects your eyes with your ears and as Great. you follow along listening you follow along visually reading the lyrics on the comic book page okay and the the connection between your eyes and your ears creates a psychedelic experience because the images seem to come alive and uh it's weird because you'll be like is that moving and like you know when you try you're like no it's not moving but you keep thinking it's like moving. <laughs> and um, it, it's really interesting. I, I like, you know, I, I thought this would be cool. You know, I was inspired to do it. When I sat down and I did it the first time, I was just kind of like, holy shit, this is like, this is cool. <laughs> like, oh, crap, I've, I've discovered something here. This is really neat. Okay. Um, and it really is just, it's my heart and soul. It's the greatest thing I've ever done. And um, if you give it, your time, I know you'll be a Jesse Blaze Snyder fan for the rest of your life, and uh, you'll find. Oh, I already have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, for the other people, it's a, um, it's a, it's a really good place to start for me. It was, okay. uh, you know, me laying my heart out there and um, and doing something uh, unique and original and uh, cohesive, and um, you know, I'm on SoundCloud. And all my stuff's free up there. I kind of took all my music offline recently. Um, not all of it, but a lot of it. Um, but on SoundCloud, you can still find free playlists um, that uh, you can hear everything. I mean, there's like 50 songs. And I mean, award-winning, commercial use, all sorts of really great stuff. I mean, my stuff is worth your time. If it wasn't, I wouldn't put it up there. <laughs> right on. Okay. So. So I want to ask you other questions besides this amazing event that you think that's okay with Sure. Okay. So as you heard before, I told you, I've been a fan since Baptized with Fire and everything. Um, could we expect uh, playing any Baptized by Fire songs at this event? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy uh, to say that Ira Black's going to play uh, Juggernaut with me, which I'm so stoked about. And... Um, I'm I'm just at a real crossroads in my life and um when you know it was a long set and when I was just looking at like what I wanted to play what I felt most, most passionate about playing um I saw the Phoenix and I went oh there you go got to play yeah. the Phoenix so um so you know that was just a you know, the, the lyrics and the chorus um just have always been a very powerful message to myself so when you think you're dying you're not. You're just surviving. You'll take the phoenix for a fly. Wow. And and for me, the metaphor is, you know, it's just it's just about sometimes sometimes you get like to the end of the alley 
and you mm-hmm. kind of have to like set it on fire to break uh-huh. through. <laughs> and yeah. um, is that how you your know, name like, came about, Blaze? Because you're about passion and fire. No, well, my my legal name is Blaze. That's um, really my, my dad. Um, I mean, he claims that this was just like a clever idea he came up with. But um, he's a comic book fan, and I think Johnny Blaze, Jesse Blaze, just sounded good to him. And awesome. uh, so, slightly comic book inspired. But I, you know, Jesse is Sun God, and Blaze is you know, Blazing Sun. You know, it's the uh, you know, I I definitely believe that I'm you know here to uh, you know light the way. You know, that's the my one of my dad's great lyrics, and uh, you can't sound rock and roll. One of my favorite songs of all time. Um, now you can run and hide, or you can light the way. Lift up your hands and praise. You can't stop rock and roll. Well, I'm lighting the way, baby. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. So you sit here first, guys and girls and everything, how his name came about. So we all know you come from rock family royalty, you know, as far as in your dad. Did you always want to be a singer like your dad? Or you said, you know, because you mentioned the comics, you mentioned the music. And, you know, it's a hard, you know, do you feel like you're under the shadow of your dad or you're... Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, like, you know, it's a huge thing. Um, you know, you, you know, every single, you know, child or celebrity, famous person, whatever, I think it's difficult for them not to feel that on some level. Because what happens is you just, you interact with people right. and they treat you like you're not there. You know, they're like overly enamored by this celebrity you know that whole thing and um you know you get a couple indicators really quickly that like you ain't worth shit you know like in the eyes of certain people and uh if you're a vulnerable child you uh definitely like take that on a little bit um so um it i've definitely struggled with sort of like my feelings about doing music but the reality is I've been writing songs since before I could speak. Um, you know, my, my dad was only home, I think three months of the first year that I was alive. Wow. And, um, my, uh, mom at that time, twisted sister was just blowing up and my mom would keep, um, MTV on 24 seven at my house, 24 seven MTV was on because occasionally they were playing this MTV promo that had a little glimmer of my dad. (laughs) And when it was on, my mommy would go, Hey Jesse, your daddy's on TV. And I'd run into the room and I'd seen my daddy on TV and I got into so much music, you know, watching MTV. I mean, I still have vivid memories of certain videos. Um, like what's that Genesis video with all like the, um, the Land of Confusion? Yeah, Land of Confusion. Brilliant the Beastie video. Boys. I used to think the Beastie Boys were like big people. I remember watching that video <laughs> as an adult, and I went, "Oh my god, they're like little guys. They're like little skinny guys." But I was a baby. I'm like looking. I'm watching fucking Fight for Your Right to Party, and I'm uh-huh. like, "Oh my god, these guys are so powerful." Right with Kerry <laughs> King singing bar right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, I mean, like I was, I was, you know, before I could speak, um, you know, I was just writing songs all the time. And I used to um, write songs for my little girlfriends and, and then, uh, you know, very quickly, you know, got into like 
get poetry, you know, like just like writing, you know, rhyming words and stuff. And this is where you start. Like if you want to write lyrics, just like different combinations, you know, whatever other thing of like stuff that rhymes. And I mean, like I recorded a song with my aunt Roseanne when I was 11 and I had written, you know, many like full songs, you know, at that time. And they were all pretty decent for a little kid writing a song by themselves. Um, you know, uh, you know, I was writing things just purely purely for melody right and um you know and uh and then uh, you know i guess it was weird I, I i was i think i was looking for encouragement from my dad and he never really gave me any um you know it's it's not like a dicky thing that he did that he didn't give me any encouragement per se um you know it's just for him uh making music was like innate and this was something that he had to do and he was just driven to do it and like he felt like if that wasn't the case then you shouldn't do it right and i and i get that so he wasn't really encouraging per se um and um but i kept writing songs and uh you know occasionally you know i would like ask him for advice or whatever and he'd give me some advice so i started joining bands when i was like 13 i was like in bands with 16 year olds and um you know and kept doing the band thing you know and then kind of took some time off for a little while just like didn't feel like that inspired or whatever and like i was sharing some songs with like my aunt uh, Melissa and um, she was just like Jesse like why aren't you doing anything with this and I just said I don't know like you know like because I have a lot of passions you know I like to write I like to write comic books there's a lot of things that I like to do um, you know but music was there first and right. um, you know and uh, when she said that I, I definitely went like hmm you know because I, I just I do have mixed feelings about it and it did seem like riding his coattails or whatever else at the same time, you know, now I try to really think of it as like honoring my father. You know, I really love and respect him. I think he's incredible. Uh, and I love doing it too. And I think I have something to offer. So, uh, you know, I like to think of it as just, uh, you know, carrying the torch. Nice. Um, but, uh, you know, at the time I definitely, you know, I definitely didn't know how I felt about it on that level. And after she had the conversation with me, I went to him and I said, um, you know, why aren't you helping me? Because my, that was what my aunt said. Why isn't your dad helping you? And I said, why are you helping me? And he kind of yelled at me. And he was kind of like, because you don't have any passion. And that really pissed me off. And it, it, he, he didn't mean to say that I didn't have passion for anything. He meant to say that uh, he did not feel specifically that I had enough passion for music. But as a really passionate person, hearing the words, you don't have passion, like, like put a fucking piece of dynamite up my ass. Right. And I was just like, no passion, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm, I'll show you fucking passion. You know, like that really like, I mean, it was good. It was a great conversation. It was a real motivating conversation you know, for me. It was really what I needed to hear because, um, you know, and also what I needed to hear to show him my passion. So, um, you know, so that would like really kind of change the game for me when that happened. And, um, and then I really dove into music. Um, but, um, I like almost quit like multiple times because of my mixed feelings about it and not really, you know, you know, there were other things that I was doing, 
you know, and sometimes those things were easier or I was having more success there or whatever else. And I was just like, you know, I, I still like wasn't understanding the changing landscape of music. And I was just sort of like, you know, I understand this other shit, <laughs> you know, like, right. I don't know what to fucking do here, you know? And, <laughs> um, and literally like, the day I decided, like I told friends and stuff that I was like done and I was like, you know, and when they were like, what? And I was like, I can still write songs. I'll just write them for myself and you know, whatever. You know, if I want to go to open mic nights in the future, I will, you know, whatever. You know, like I'll, I don't have to, you know, like I don't have to be fucking famous or whatever. I'm just like, I'll do, I have other things that I like to do. You know, I don't need this. And uh, I woke up one morning and I was like, that's it. I'm done. Right. And the phone rang. And it was that show, Rock the Cradle, for MTV, who right. called me like two and a half years earlier or three years earlier, and then two and a half or three years before that. And I assumed I would never hear from them again. And now all of a sudden, they're doing the show in like a month. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Literally the day I was like, I'm done. Wow. And, no and I want to say, I want to say it was like, I'm done. And then like, within moments, my phone rang. Um, <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was sort of, one of the more strange moments of my life. Gotcha. <laughs> huh. Nice. All right. And then, and then even after that, you know, like after rock the cradle, I almost quit again. And I wrote a song called lost and found where I was like, when I was, it was me thinking about quitting. And I said, you, you better take it while I give it. You, you may not get another chance. And, uh, and I was just thinking about putting it away. It was, it, it seemed to be causing me a lot more heartbreak than it was causing me happiness. And, um, and this time when I said to those same people, yeah, I'm thinking about quitting after rock the cradle, they were just like, dude, you can't, you can't, you just proved everything that you were here to prove. It doesn't matter that you didn't win their stupid show. It doesn't matter that you didn't get a record deal out of it. You already fucking proved it. It doesn't matter. Don't give up now. You fucking did it. You, you showed it. You know, like, you're, you're it. Fucking do it. You know? And I was just right. kind of like, all right, well, uh, you like, and that was a frustrating, it's funny, saying it down makes me like want to cry because it was just a really hard thing to pick up after, you know, just feeling so let down by, uh, by everything you were doing, you know, and just trying, giving it everything you had. And it's, you know, just getting just sort of a middle, a middle right. reaction. You know, I came in second place, you know, I was very beloved. A lot of people really liked me. Blah, blah, blah. But again, like, you know, I, I wasn't able to capitalize on any of that stuff at the time because I like left the experience feeling very drained and taken advantage of and I didn't get to play in the original songs. I didn't get to do what I do. I'm a songwriter. I'm not a fucking cover artist. You know, it's fun. I like doing cover songs and I've come to enjoy it. But I mean, you know, that's not me. Right. Songwriter. I've been writing songs since I was an infant. Before I could form words, I was writing songs. And that's why I am a valuable contribu contributor to the songwriting field because I have spent my entire life mastering it and then mastering this, the storytelling. You know, as a comic book writer, as a writer, mastering how to use words and have a massive vocabulary and, and you know, be able to uh, <laughs> have a massive vocabulary and now not use it <laughs> because because that's the that's the key sometimes just finding the the root truths of everything but it, it was so hard you know coming out of that experience um and again like you know it really like it 
amplified all my feelings of like riding coattails and all this stuff. It didn't let me show my thing that I, I have that I best had to offer, which is my songwriting abilities. Um, you know, um, I think my dad is one of the most incredible songwriters of all time. I would um, agree. I think uh, what uh, he has to offer, though, more so than that, is his performance, his energy that he brings to the stage, and his energy that he brings to his songs. You know, more than the actual songwriting ability, with the energy and the the the, the that has been his thing, and I have absorbed that and 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 taken on that as much as I could. But what I think I bring to the stage is a really immersive understanding of the art form of writing songs from a melodic standpoint. And I've listened to every single type of music there is under the sun so that I can bring it back to some of the foundational things that I've been taught about rock and roll and heavy metal and the emotion that that contains. And really that's what all genres of music are about. You know, it's just about emotion, find a different emotion and different kinds of music can elicit different types of emotion in you. And it can bring up different feelings and more interesting feelings in you, depending on the sounds and, uh, you know, heavy metal and, um, you know, has always been able to tap into something a little bit extraterrestrial, a little bit beyond this world. And, um, you know, but each bit of the music has its own sort of tools in the bag. And, uh, you know, in my stuff now, I really try to put together the roots of what makes metal and rock great, which is the blues and the soul. And, um, you know, and do something that's a little bit more rooted back there, but with the thematic power of the electric guitar doing what it can do in this day and age and the, you know, and the power of time and dynamic and, you know, not fucking just trying to race through giving you the most heavy song of all time. You want to know what the most heavy song of all time is? Bullet in the Head by Rage Against the Machine. Right. Band, 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 just victims of the in-house drive-by. Band, 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 you say jump, we say how high. Right. That is heavy. That's what yeah. it means to be fucking heavy. You want to tell me something's heavy? That's heavy. You know, but you talk about so much heavy. emotion, it's like with your dad being so passionate on stage. I've seen your dad through many years. When I met him at this local, um, there's a, you remember the Wiz? He was a uh, electronics retailer on the East Coast uh, yeah, in yeah, New yeah, York yeah. and New Jersey. Yeah, he yeah. came to one in East Brunswick, New Jersey with his band and, tw and Twisted Sister at the time. And he was, the band was just launching Stay Hungry. And uh, it was him and the band and Phil Rizzuto from uh, the Yankees was mm -hmm. the guest people there signing autographs and whatever. And he got there early. I got there early. I was like maybe 10, 11 years old. And I snuck in early and he didn't have any makeup on. Your dad had his hair pulled back and everything. He's looking through the records and everything. I'm looking through the records. And I was like, hey, he's like, hey. And I, of course, you know, I talk to anybody. I know Stranger Danger even to this day. And your dad goes, oh, what are you looking for? And I was just like, oh, I'm looking. And he's like, oh. And he saw me looking at Kiss albums. He's like, oh, you know, my guitar is like, um, Kiss albums. And he likes Kiss. And I do. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. He's like, and he's like, what do you guys think of this band? And he pulled out Stay Hungry. And I said, they're 
they're really good. The singer's a little mashugana. And he was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh. he's like, cool. And then he comes around and he goes, by the way, Dee Snyder. I'm like, I'm a dead man. <laughs> he's like, he's like, thank you for the compliment. I'm an SMF, by the way. And then he, he tasseled my hair and he goes, I need to go get changed for the signing. And then he came out maybe an hour later and he's all in his gear. And you talk about like you singing with a lot of passion and emotion and your dad writing because, you know, everybody just, you know, classifies as metal musicians and as stupid people when you add the PRN and C, the FCC, because I once was fined by the FCC myself when I was on terrestrial radio for $10,000 for saying two medial words called the word hell and ass because of the context I used it. This is going back over 20 years ago because I did a voiceover for a club at a rinky-dink radio station out of um, near the Jersey Shore and everything. And I said, hell, when you hear the bass thumping, get your ass up and start humping. And I, that's how they find me. And they said, if I used it in a biblical sense or a medical sense, I wouldn't have been fined. But, you know, your dad spoke up so much about freedom of expression, freedom of speech. That's what's so great about, you know your dad uh, and then you know can I just say this I want okay. people who know about the history of metal right. to fucking know and just be parroting it to everybody else a great contribution of D. Snyder it's okay if the mainstream short changed Twisted Sister because they were dressed in freaking drag my father was the songwriting force of Twisted Sister and Absolutely. he was the songwriting force that has continued to go on and make great music whether people have listened or not and they have listened you know there's been plenty of people who have listened but I mean the mainstream not to the degree that um, you know the, the Twisted Sister I'm hoping he's going to have a little bit of a resurgence right now with his new metal record because I mean the timing's right and it's a real it's really the perfect perfect album for him especially coming off his last record even though I love what he did on that record and that's so what video that he did the Dakota Access Pipeline my father is, is believes in this music and he stood up for the music and he stood up for the fans and he stood up for every metal fan that had ever been shortchanged and nobody else showed their fucking face intellectual right. Frank Zappa showed up and freaking right. sweet charming John Denver showed up did freaking Wasp show up no fucking way and if they did they might have embarrassed us but thank God Dee Snyder showed up. Right. Dee fucking Snyder, who really does have a brain in his head and really does mean what he says and really is. You know, when these freaking scientific studies come out and they say that freaking heavy metal and rock music helps you release stress. My dad's been telling you this for forever. He's right. been Dr. Phil leading the way going here. Come with me. Let's fucking rock and empower ourselves and fucking relax and, and lift each other up. He has been doing it the right way way when bands like kiss have been empowering themselves and and just surrounding themselves with groupies and 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 and, and eating the fruits of rock stardom twisted sister put their bodies on the line for you every single night gave all of their energy poured it out into the world for you to eat up for you to have as your own and you to be empowered they were one of the few bands that did that 
You know, bands like Motorhead did that. You know, there were bands that gave you their vital energy, gave you their kinetic energy on stage, and gave you their energy with every song. And that is and was Twisted Sister. And my dad proved it with the PMRC. He proves it all the time. Everybody who gets upset because he talks shit about some of the other artists, I'm sorry, man. He says what he believes, and he fucking backs it up. When he stops right. backing it up, you can bitch about D. Snyder. But he's a moral, upright, good, fucking heavy metal god. And eat your fucking heart out if he's pointing out that your fucking heavy metal god isn't exactly doing it the right way. Maybe he should do it the right way. Maybe Gene and Paul should ask fucking Ace and Pete to come on the road with them and if they want to use those costumes and those freaking makeup. Maybe it is a freaking disservice to this freaking community to do it that way. Maybe he is right. And you know what? He has earned the right to fucking say shit and be right because he is right and has been right and has been a morally fucking upstanding, positive contributor to this community as a whole from the very beginning. And, um, you know, if other people won't say it, I fucking will. It is just the truth. And it's so absurd when, uh, when anybody tries to say anything about it. And you know how it's true? You know how you know it's true? Because when people hear, when the big rock stars hear about something D. Snyder said, they have to say something. Because they are affected. D. Snyder is a force in this business. D. Snyder, they've seen him play. They know what most of these fans of theirs don't know. They know what D. Snyder has contributed. They know who D. Snyder is. And when D. Snyder opens his mouth, they are listening. Absolutely. And hopefully you can, like, he can pass it off to you for the generations in the future. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's funny. My dad, it's not like my dad's sitting there going, so-and-so was partying. So-and-so killed somebody. That is something terrible. That is something that we shouldn't hear about. That is something that we should be freaking, you know, somebody should be getting a little bit more. Understand. When, 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 when people within the community are going about doing bad things and then they go straight back to doing it. When they're disappointing their fans, when they're not showing up to their sh- concerts. You know, this is stuff that D. Snyder has never done. Right. So you never he heard anything negative in the limelight of your dad. Yeah. When he never. calls you out on something, he's calling you out on something that he doesn't believe in. And right. he's, he's sad that, this, that, that you're doing this. As a metal fan, he's, he, you know, he's a be-all, end-all metal fan. He's got the website uh, taking back the horns because he hates when he sees pop stars throwing the horns. <laughs> his old radio show was uh, the Metal Nation. And the tagline was, if it ain't metal, it's crap. I mean, this <laughs> motherfucker is just so true blue metal fan. And he really practices what he preaches, you know, and I, I love him for that. And, and just I've always believed in him and um, and stood up for him in uh, anybody who ever wanted to shortchange him in my vicinity, uh, because I just like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. You will know the contribution that D. Snyder has made to this fucking world of music. And I mean, it's really incredible. And if you want to know more, too, like about my father and like and, and, and Twisted Sister in particular, watch the documentary. It's still available on Netflix. It, it this is, is Twisted it's Fucking brilliant. Sister. 
Yeah. It's amazing. And I love the genesis of it. You know, Twist, it wasn't Twist Sisters' idea. There was a band that interviewed a member of, I think, JJ for something. And he ended up just talking a little bit, telling some story about Twisted Sister. And the guy got very interested. And the story of Twisted Sister is incredible. It took a long time for them to get signed. Um, and they were packing it in forever and they did not have good songs you know my dad became a good songwriter in the beginning they were doing incredible covers he was an incredible vocalist he could sing incredible things but it was just his energy man their energy the whole band you know they really it's just freaking it's great to see Twisted Sister play live together you know I, I Twisted Sister you know uh, I give my father credit for the songwriting because this is the truth but uh, as a band as a unit you know really I mean they were together for so long and they were such a well-oiled machine it's it's, it's sad uh, you know the JJ I mean AJ passed away and uh, right. you know and then we won't be able to get them all see, see them play all see them all play again but um why did they, they call incredible. it quit? Uh, mainly because of AJ Okay. You know, they, you know, they always kind of struggled with it in various degrees. And when AJ passed away, um, it was just kind of like, you know, like we, we want to go out while we're kicking ass, and it feels wrong. I keep totally without AJ. That. Yeah. So I mean, you know, you never say never. I'm sure one day there'll be. You know, my dad's gonna live a long fucking time, and I'm sure uh, most of the other guys are gonna be around for a while too. So I'm sure somewhere along the way there'll be means for for them to come together, some of them to come together and do something. You know, because it's just the nature of uh, you know of life. All of a sudden it seems like oh maybe that would be nice again. But um, you know, but certainly they're not gonna be doing the thing like um, you know Kiss and Molly Crew where it's like this is the last door. Well, Molly's done. Molly has upheld their end of the deal. They are are done. They signed a contract and everything. But, you know, Vince is doing his solo thing with members of Slaughter. And Nikki has just been enjoying fatherhood. And he did his own syndicated radio show. Tommy Lee's my finger on the pulse, so I shouldn't talk. (laughs) Okay. And then then Mick Mars has been doing a little writing uh, with a lot of other well-known up-and-coming metal bands like Asking Alexandria and you know Tommy's been like fighting with his one of his sons um, and you know he's planning on getting married in the future you know so they're all doing their own thing so and Tommy's still doing the DJing the house and dance trance music or whatever but, well, let's you know. just say I won't be surprised if another tour comes around in a few years. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. You know, I, I go, and believe it or not, because I have been a crew fan for years, and I will always be a crew fan. Um, I will go, and you know, I, 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 I believe I, I have so much respect for your dad and his former bandmates that they did the right thing. They went, they got on top, and they went out on top. I wish more bands would do that. My favorite band is Kiss. I've seen them 703 times, and I, I wish they would just say, let's get the four original of us, let's just do a strip-down show or tour, everything like that, or put the makeup back on, whatever, and just do it and call it quits, and then Gene do his vault signings for this, you know, box set he just came out with, or do his Gene Simmons solo band. Paul does his, uh, you know, his Broadway thing. Peter can go back in hiding. He can do his solo thing which is doing quite I well I just wish that if they were doing it with different guys they would do the makeup the different way like exactly you know, like, remember the the panther what's, I forget what the guy's name was uh, Eric Carr was yeah the, Eric Carr yeah the fox um, it was cool you know I, the, uh, they did a really great um image series a kiss complex series that I got into because I knew the creators I was never like particularly 
big Kiss fan because uh, my dad wasn't a big one. Uh, and Gene, Gene, Gene's kind of been disrespectful. Right, cool. I know. Cool he's been disrespectful. I haven't talked to him in several years, so he's, yeah, he's, I know. You know, I mean, like we, we we generally try to like be like whatever, but then like we get like dissed and <laughs> sort of like sort of, sort of creates sort of like a like a bit of a, okay. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, certainly we have an appreciation for uh, for them, and um and I really got into that comic uh, and I, I loved it. And when the uh, they did an issue on uh, Eric Eric Carr, uh, right. you know, and great that it wasn't him, but it was like it was all using those like spiritual sort of um you know these like totem. The costumes that they've put on to take on this life or whatever and i was so inspired by that and it is really inspiring and i feel like it's fun to take these two new guys that you have and give them their own spiel you know as opposed to you know getting the guy who does the ace really impression and having him do the ace freely show it just seems so not cool i totally agree so what's after this show for you so we can wrap things up and promote whatever else you have with black Lake district and we have the show on July 21st at the Whiskey A Go Go. And then after that, what's next for Jesse Snyder? Oh, you know, it's, it's, um, I'm at a real, I'm at a real crossroads, uh, right now. So, um, all of that is kind of coming to, to, um, to a head. But I'm planning to tour, uh, conventions, comic conventions next year. Hopefully doing, uh, shows, um, over the weekends while I'm there. Um, okay. and, um, you know, selling my, uh, my books. Um, you know, we, we've finished like the first issue of, uh, King of Kings. Uh, Blacklight District already has its first print run. So we're hoping to do, uh, uh another print of Blacklight district to a first print of the cd in physical form uh and have uh, you know headphones and and uh ipods for people to listen and read at the uh, booths and uh you know uh, screens playing the videos for uh, that we did to promote king of kings which if i haven't mentioned i dressed my dad up as odin <laughs> i had him i had him film a, a wrestling promo where eventually he threatens to kick King Jesus' ass. And, um, and like, we, you know, we just referenced all of these, uh, all of like the greatest wrestling promos of all time. And then when we finished, we were so inspired. We made a long story short, we decided to dress me up as Jesus and do a rebuttal. So he has these great videos of me and my dad, you know, basically threatening to kick each other's ass at the King of Kings tournament. Um, and um, and then we did an animated video or half of a video for the song that we did to promote the comic book. So um, so we have all this great uh, cool video material, and we're just gonna have like a little you know repeating video playing for King of Kings, and have this cool little sit down and you know get into the Blacklight District uh, you know uh, 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 you know thing, and um, and uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So I look for you know if you want to follow along with what I'm doing. Uh, the best way to do so is probably just to um, uh, go to jesseblaze.com, which is my website, uh, J-E-S-S-E-B-L-A-Z-E.com. And, I mean, you can find out all sorts of stuff about me on there. There's a lot of links Sweet. to various things. And, um, you know, I'm uh, I'm working on just a lot of stuff. I'm sitting on, like, a treasure trove of, like, 500 incredible hooks that I've written over the past, like, six years that I haven't been able to record. And I'm just starting to figure out, you know, my next moves to get some of these things recorded probably putting out a, a new single uh, called Knockout in a, in a few weeks, uh, possibly at the concert. We'll see. Um, and, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm just like, 
I'm in the mix of like doing a lot of stuff for this concert and um, and King of Kings is the is the main thing at the moment and um, and then I'll be doing a bunch more so uh, follow me at uh, jesseplays.com and you'll you'll be updated right on so I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time and also Joey Fatale to help this facilitate this awesome no problem my juncture. pleasure and we will definitely you know I will definitely promote all your material uh, I will keep in touch with you when you have it so I can you can mp3 it to me so we can play it loud and proud on my show which uh, like I said it was Wednesdays at 1234 p.m. on podcast on anywhere Apple Podcasts are broadcasting as well as in SoundCloud and you know whatever you have promoting and if there's an, in a couple of months I would love to have you on again well I'm going to send it. you a link right now to my SoundCloud you can pull anything you want play anything you want man uh, this, really? uh, this is a masked link so uh, thanks for having me on I so appreciate this promoting the show thanks for having Paul Silence on and uh, look forward to uh, seeing your fans down at the gig on the 21st at the Whiskey it's going to be a, a great time all right, brother. I wish you the best of luck, and I hope you have a great weekend and break a leg next Friday. Thanks, brother. Talk to you soon. Peace. Psycho Steve presents. You can hear more from Psycho Steve on Heritage on Tomorrow every Wednesday on iTunes and SoundCloud. The interview sessions are also on YouTube. Get your merch at Zazzle.com backslash Psycho Steve presents Hair Today Gone Tomorrow. Follow Psycho Steve on all social media platforms. Facebook at Psycho Steve Rocks. Instagram at the underscore real underscore psycho underscore Steve. Twitter at Real Psycho Steve. For requests or dedications or if you're in a band and want us to play your music or be interviewed or for advertising inquiries, email us at PsychoStevePresents at gmail.com. Psycho Steve Presents Hair Today Gone Tomorrow is brought to you by Pearlswag Enterprises, LLC. Please join Psycho Steve every Wednesday and Friday here on...